HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is made possible by you. HRN is a member-supported nonprofit, and our coverage is only possible thanks to your generous support. Learn more later in the show, or just go straight ahead to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. This is the 221st episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, I have a special on-the-road episode from the 2019 James Beard Foundation Awards in Chicago and the 2019 Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip, and then I will introduce all of my interviews, which one of them does have a speed round, and I will end with my solo dining experience, and I also have an exciting announcement to make at the end of the show. So as the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. Today's tip is to be red carpet ready. Of course, this applies to gala functions and award shows, but it can be useful anytime. It's good to be prepared for an interview with your elevator pitch, as you never know what opportunities may present themselves. Understanding your brand and what you stand for, and then being able to articulate it in a clear and precise fashion is key to success. So always be ready on deck as life's red carpet awaits. That's my tip today. Now, as I said, today's show, I'm doing a special on-the-road episode with coverage of the James Beard Foundation Awards that was in Chicago and Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. So to start out, the James Beard Foundation Awards took place May 6, 2019 at the Lyric Opera of Chicago in downtown Chicago. Now, I've been attending these awards for as long as I can remember, and I've been going to Chicago every year. It's been there, which is now five. 
And I've been covering the awards in the press mezzanine. But, and I did that this year, but I also did red carpet interviews. So it was really awesome, um, although it was cold. It was about 45 degrees, and so in wearing, wearing a, a black tie cocktail dress, it was, um, it was a bit chilly. However, I, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the footage I have. So obviously you're listening right now. You can't see me, but I do have a, a video, a highlight reel that I'm going to release tomorrow. And I, I worked with Joey Fandel of Isabelli Media Relations and Belly Films to do these interviews. And so tomorrow I'm going to post it on on my Facebook page, All in the Industry, and also on on other social media, so you can go and and see my red carpet interviews. For now, we're going to play it back, so you can listen. Now, on the video there are subtitles, so you'll be able to to see the names of the people speaking. Um, you can't see that now. So after after this runs, I'll, I'll tell you who everyone was, but maybe you can you can guess their voices. Um, it is uh, people who were attending the awards, nominees and and uh, winners as well, and some presenters. So so that's who I interviewed. And tomorrow again, Facebook.com backslash all in the industry, you'll be able to watch the video. Okay, so we're gonna roll the tape. It's about four minutes. I'm Sherry Bayer, the host of All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network, coming to you live from the James Beard Awards in Chicago at the Lyric Opera of Chicago, 2019. This is the fifth year the awards have been here. Super excited, we're waiting for the nominees and presenters to come down the red carpet, do some interviews, so stay tuned. All the friends are here, all the cool people are here, all the beautiful cool people are here, it's great. Very big honor to be on the list, I'm so happy with it. I feel excited just to be here and celebrate everybody is really remarkable. It's an honor to be here, um, you know, to be amongst all these amazing chefs, it's a dream come true. Last year, Jose Andreas like took the roof off the place and so if anything is close to that, it'll be incredible. And you won, was it two years ago? 2017 for Great Lakes. And that was one of the best days of my life. And so coming here and celebrating the chefs and meeting everybody really brings that back. It's pretty exciting to be here. I love, you know, just the energy here and getting to see everybody. And there's so many talented people who are nominated for Best Chef Southeast. The Southeast, we have such an amazing group of people who, I don't know, we like are willing each other for the greater good. <laughs> it um, really says that you know we have an amazing group of people who are working together to a common cause and you know we're all thrilled about it. I say this every year but I really don't know and I've been one of those people in those rooms how you decide there are so many great restaurants and it's it, you know they all really deserve to be winners. What's your favorite midnight snack? Favorite midnight snack is leftover Chinese food. There's always leftover Chinese food in my refrigerator. To kind of, I wander down to the fridge in the light. You have to leave the refrigerator door open. That should be the only light in the room, and you should be chowing on it. Uh, favorite midnight snack is generally pimento cheese with crackers. Favorite midnight snack is probably pizza, but when I'm at home and I'm late at work, I do a little steamed rice and a fried egg and like make a little veggie bowl. Our favorite is actually the leftover family meal. <laughs> Okay, yeah, great. yeah. I have an eclectic selection of sardines. So I have sprats from Latvia, I have kippers from New England, I have barbecued eel from uh, Japan. So little tin fish, my wife makes me eat them outside because she doesn't like the smell. 
I think in town here it's going to have to be an Ocheval burger. I love a good burger, and if I'm eating at midnight, there's a reason for it. I must be out late and misbehaving. There's going to be a lot of amazing midnight snacks, I have a feeling, tonight in Chicago because of all of the food that's here and then also all the after parties. So I don't eat after <laughs> 11.30 tonight, but you're making an exception tonight, tonight. Anything with a lot of melted cheese on top of it. So that could be anything from a quesadilla to a bowl of spaghetti to obviously a taco or a grilled cheese sandwich, but like the old school butter on the outside, even mayo on the outside, grilled American cheese. That's what I want. So I am a like crunchy Cheetos lover. It's terrible, but they like the more orange it turns your hands, the, the better. So that, that would be my midnight, late night snack. It's a good sign. I like it. I've been asking everyone what's their favorite midnight snack, which I'm asking you, but what's also your favorite midnight drink? Ooh, uh, Allagash White. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap from the red carpet. I'm Sherry Bayer with All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. Heading inside for the awards. Can't wait to see who wins. Thanks for joining. And there you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. I'll, I'll give you a rundown of who everyone was they obviously repeated um, with with my my uh, favorite midnight snack question but I spoke with Isaac Toops of Toops Meadery JP and Elia Park of Automix Kelly Fields of Willie Jean who won the outstanding pastry chef award Kwame Anuachi of Keith and Ken and he was a winner of Rising Star Chef of the Year Michael Foj Tasek of Alame, Sarah Grunenberg of Monteverde, and she won in 2017 Best Chef Great Lakes, Katie Button of Curate, Ellen Yen of High Street Hospitality Group, Andrew Zimmern, American Culinary Expert, Kevin Boehm and Rob Katz of Boca Restaurant Group, and the winner of Outstanding Restaurant Tour, Sean Sherman, the sous chef, and he won the Leadership Award. Gail Simmons, author and pers TV personality, and Rob Todd of Allagash Brewing Company, and he won Outstanding Wine, Spirits, and Beer Producer. And everyone else was nominated in their category, um, and Andrew Zimmern and Gail Simmons were presenters. So it was I was really honored that these people stopped and spoke with me, and we had nice conversations. So um, stay tuned to, to watch the, the red carpet uh, video tomorrow. And um, thanks again to uh, Joey Fundell. Okay, so now I went into the awards and uh, I was in the, the press mezzanine and I was able to do a couple interviews with winners who once they once they are awarded from the stage, they, they come to us. And so I have the opportunity to speak with them. And I spoke with, again, with Kelly Fields, who um, I had said won uh, the Pastry Chef Award for Willa Jean. I spoke with Brady Williams of Canlis in Seattle. He's the winner of the Best Chef Northwest. And to Mark Canlis of Canlis, also same restaurant in Seattle. And they won the 2019 Design Icon Award. And lastly, to Mashama Bailey of The Gray in Savannah, Georgia, and she was the winner of Best Chef Northeast. So we're going to play back these interviews, and um, it's about seven or eight minutes, so uh, sit back and enjoy. Thank you. Hello, Hi. Kelly Fields. Yeah, congratulations. Like 20 minutes ago, and things have changed. Yes, <laughs> yes, tremendously. How do you feel? Um, I feel a little outer body right now, but like... 
really excited, really excited for my team. Yeah, so I heard in your acceptance speech you said you weren't expecting it. You didn't Correct. prepare anything. No, yeah. I did not. There's, I mean, the other four nominees are so incredibly talented that, like, I didn't think it was necessary. Like, if it was a five-way tie, it would have been fair, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It's true. A lot of talent in your category, in all yeah. the categories. A hundred percent. Outstanding pastry chef. It's yeah. quite quite something. Sweet, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's super sweet. It's so silly. It's so sweet. Yeah. You opened Willa Jean how long ago? I opened Willa Jean in 2015. Uh, we're about to turn four in August. Um, and it was conceptualized as a bakery and sort of like my pastry experience. And we've become a full-service restaurant in the meantime. So our savory menu revolves around everything I do that in the that my team does and that I come from in a in a pastry and baking baking world. So everything starts in the bakery, and then gets passed to the, like great. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty I've cool been concept. there before, actually yeah. visiting. Awesome. Yeah, you enjoyed I lo- it. I I loved it, and yeah. I love the space too. Well, thank you. And as a someone who's there solo, it's very welcoming at your Excellent. at your chef counter area. Yep, it's one of my soloists. favorite ways to eat, so it's important to me. Yeah, so do you do you have any plans to open another restaurant? Uh, I am talking about it in certain, uh, what, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, do. I mean, the nothing solid yet, but it's going to, yeah, um, I, world domination is coming. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be a witness of it. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi, I'm here with Brady Williams, Best Chef Northwest, Canlis. Congratulations. Thank you. How you feel? Uh, great. It hasn't sunk in yet. It all feels really new, and I need time to process, but it feels, it feels pretty special. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. When did you join Canlis? Four years ago, uh, April 2015. I'm so due to come back, because I was there before, before your time. Before time, yeah. How, how has the, the restaurant menu or at all... Like, how did it develop or change at all when you came on board? Um, you know, I d- never had experienced Camelus before, but um, I think I just brought, like, my own unique style to uh, the restaurant, which is um, cooking uh, just with, like, the best local ingredients that we can find through kind of, like, a Japanese uh, lens, um, which really, like, aligns with the restaurant's story. So um, we, like, look back to look forward. Um, but we've like kind of focused it a little bit more to our region and to like what's in our backyard, um, just with that Japanese influence. Cool. So how are you going to celebrate tonight? I don't know. We've won another award and we're up for one more. So I think it depends on like what happens, but um, we'll do something special. So. Yeah, I was asking everyone before the awards what their favorite midnight snack was. Favorite midnight snack? I'm a quesadilla guy. Okay. Yeah, I eat a lot of quesadillas. I wouldn't have taken you for, well, who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's for good to know. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. Awesome. Super Thank happy you. for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's cool to be on stage with mom and dad. It's neat to have them, like, feel that recognition and just... This, this, like these things didn't exist when they were doing this in the beginning. Right. Um, so Brandon and I remodeled that thing a million times, and I'm always going to say like, "Oh yeah, sorry, mom and dad, we erased your last remodel with the most recent one." But it's just been, um, it's just been an evolution, and um, yeah, they're super stoked. When did you originally open? 1950. Wow. December 11th, 1950. And how often do you? 
change things up. It feels up. like every other year. It's like too often. Um, I bet we've remodeled that restaurant 25 times. Wow. In big and little ways. My memories of it are, are very fond. I, I, I love the ambiance. You have the view, too, yeah. of the mountains. I, I mean, it's it's a stunning restaurant, it's so I'm not surprised you won. We don't take credit for that, right? It's like well, our you, grandfather had the foresight to stick it there, and yeah. honestly, he tried to put it downtown in one of those big high-rises, and nobody knew him. He was an outsider. He was from out of town. And a guy named Walter Clark said, look, I got a piece of property way outside of town. And he said, as long as it's within a dollar cab ride of the city, I'll take it. And that was it. Like, sitting out there on that hill overlooking what is now the city. But um, I think my Uber cost me about 10 Yeah, well, <laughs> But weird. the different the, times. The isn't 3 But it was worth it. Either. It was yeah, very so. worth it. Um, so we just feel like we're... We're stewards of um, an incredible gift, and um, that's the gift of legacy and of story and of like the blood, sweat, and tears of 70 years of people who have poured everything they have in that place. And so, I don't know, you get something like that and you just kind of tread lightly and say, wow, this is a big deal and it's not all us. Um, We just happen to be up here in the bright lights. So wow. I hope I said that on stage. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I wanted to say that. That's what I wanted to say. Well, you got it here on I got my it here. show. Okay, cool. Without, awesome. And I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm, 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 I'm I've known Brian for a while, and I'm yeah. I'm a fan. So I am due to get back to Seattle. I'm a, I'm a fan of his also. <laughs> but as his big brother, I kind of feel like I you know, taught him everything. You can tell him that. You can record that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all, yeah, all yeah. in all, the whole canless package. I hope. I, I'm a fan and supporter of. So Thank congratulations. You. Seriously, when you're ever in Seattle, let us know. Yeah. Let me know when you're back in New York City. All right. I've heard so many amazing things about your restaurant, and I'm so happy for you. How are you feeling? Excited. Um, just thrown off like all the things. I'm, I'm really excited for my team. I think my team um, has been sacrificing so much and I think that I really wanted this for them. So I'm happy that I can go home tomorrow and show them what we've done. I loved your speech, your shout out to your dishwasher. <laughs> happy birthday. Best Chef Southeast. It's incredible. He, um, it's a running joke that his birthday's been for like six weeks and they just threw a birthday party for him and he literally told me if you don't come home with the medal, you can stay up there. And I thought that that was like one of the sweetest things that anyone has said to me because I feel like he's committed and he feels like I deserve it. And I feel like he deserves me acknowledging all of his hard work. So I'm very excited and I will shout him out any day of the week because he's just an awesome human being. It's wonderful. I love that you shouted, gave a shout out to your team. How are you going to celebrate tonight? I'm probably going to get really, really drunk. Really (laughs) quickly. As you should. As I should. And someone's going to have to export me into my abode. (laughs) Well, I'm really, really happy for you. Thank you. And enjoy it every moment. Thank you. I will. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you.
This episode is brought to you by you. This is HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, and I want to personally acknowledge you. Our entire 10-year history of groundbreaking food and beverage audio journalism has only been possible because of listeners like you. You usually hear from our incredibly supportive network of business partners during these show breaks, but this week, we're taking a moment to thank the thousands of individual donors who've been part of our family since the very start. You listen to HRN because you care not only about what's on your plate and in your glass, but how it got there and the stories of all the people, plants, and animals that contribute to the food supply chain. So please, this week, take a moment to show us what independent food radio means to you and become a member of HRN. Help us deliver another 10 years of storytelling that will shape the world during a critical time for politics, innovation, food ethics, and the planet. With your help, we can change the world and our food system one soundbite at a time. There's no food radio without you. Go to heritageradionetwork.org donate before July 31st to do your part to ensure a bright future for your favorite food podcasts. That's heritageradionetwork.org donate. From all of us at Heritage Radio Network, we thank you for your vision and generosity from the bottom of our hearts. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer, and today I have a special on-the-road episode on the James Beard Foundation Awards and the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. So before we get to Aspen, I just want to say thank you and congratulations to everyone who who won, who was involved at the Beard Awards. I, I love being a part of it, and um, it, was, it was a really special event evening and whole weekend in Chicago. So if you want to see um, who the other winners were and photos and just more information, you can go to jamesbeard.org backslash awards. Again, tomorrow I have my video reel that will be at facebook.com backslash all in the industry. And a big thanks to Mary Blanton Ogawish and Jane Shapiro of Magrino and their entire team and to everyone at the James Beard Foundation. Another amazing year. Okay, so now it's time to go to Aspen. So this was my seventh year attending the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen, and I started going in 2008. I haven't gone every year, but um, I've gone seven, and uh, it was really great to be back. It's really one of my favorite culinary festivals. It's it's in Aspen. It's just a magical place. So if you recall in episode 215, I had on Dila Allen, the executive director and event market of event marketing for food and wine. And um, she was there leading, leading this whole, this whole weekend of festivities. Um, and we spoke about the 37th annual event, which took place June 14th through 16th. So I also had on Hunter Lewis, Food and Wine's editor-in-chief. He was on episode 212, and there in Aspen, I got to go to a lot of events with him. I wanted to thank him and the entire Food and Wine magazine and classic team, and also thanks to Lori LaFray-Wells, who hooked me up over the weekend and was lovely to work with. Um, So it was a busy few days. I... uh, went to grand tasting tents. I went to the restaurant trade program. I went to various parties. At the top of the mountain party, I met 
legend, legendary basketball star, Dwayne Wade of my hometown, Miami Heat. And he has a new wine out called Wade Cellars, which is why he was there. So it was a really cool, fabulous weekend. Now, I have four interviews that are going to be about 30 minutes total. So uh, here here we go. I speak with Tabitha Go. I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong. Try again. Tabitha Goloboro Rodko. We say it on the show. Um, she's the director of Global Partnerships of Culinary, Fashion, and Retail for Marriott International. So I start out with her. Then I speak with Steve Palmer, the managing partner of hospitality and consulting company, the Indigo Road Hospitality Group. He is also the founder of Ben's Friends, which we talk about. Next, I speak with Kwame on Wuwachi, who was a part of my my initial um, audio reel earlier from the James Beer Foundation Awards, and I mentioned he had won. He was also Food & Wine Magazine's Best New Chefs of 2019, so that's why he was, he was there, and um, uh, it was great to speak with him. And lastly, I speak with Kelsey Bernard Clark, and she's the winner and fan favorite of Bravo's Top Chef season 16. Um, and she's from Alabama. It was lovely talking to her. So um, sit back and uh, enjoy these interviews. Again, it's about 30 minutes. Hi. <laughs> Hi, this is Sherry Bayer with All in the Industry and Heritage Radio Network. And I'm here today with Tabitha Golabrodko. So this is actually my fourth time coming to the Aspen Food and Wine Classic, I guess over the last seven years. So I've tried to come every year as possible when I'm not pregnant having a baby. <laughs> well, that's a good reason to, to skip out, but yeah. it's it's great to be back. I've, I haven't been here in a couple of years, and so I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's such a happy place. Yes, it is indeed. I feel very relaxed whenever I'm here. Yeah. Is something about the air and the mountains. Yes, absolutely, I agree. Especially doing yoga at the top of the mountain too, right? Which I hope you're going to join for tomorrow. I have to say, I'm rearranging my schedule and I'm going to do it. I love it. Priorities. Exactly. When else can I do yoga on top of a mountain right. in Aspen? Absolutely. With Marriott too. Is I that, know. So let's get so so let's talk a bit a, a bit about your background. I know you're now with Marriott, but you were with American Express before. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I'm super passionate about food and all things culinary, and I actually started my career in restaurants. And I worked front of house for Hillstone Restaurant Group, and I also worked back of house for Alfred Portale at Gotham Barn Grill. And I just love the energy of the kitchen. I love being in restaurants, but I also felt that I should probably put my marketing degree to use. So I actually joined American Express um, in 2006, and I spent actually a total of 10 years at American Express in several different marketing roles, but really kind of focused on the hospitality and the travel space, and really kind of creating very memorable experiences for card members, as well as trying to help restaurants um, and businesses grow their business with Amex as a partner. I then also spent a couple years at Food Network in a really small business development team that did all the brand extensions. So I oversaw the food service um, brand extensions there and had an amazing experience. Um, but then I also thought about doing something different and uh, this opportunity with Marriott came up where they were looking for somebody to think about global culinary partnerships. And for me, it was sort of a culmination of having that marketing and partnerships background and really the passion for the business development space too and kind of bringing it all together and thinking about the 
30 incredible brands they have, as well as the loyalty programs, and thinking about how to be um, a little bit more present in the culinary space. So I'm excited to be here. It's amazing. So what are what are the different components that Marriott is doing here at the Classic? Yeah, so um, actually here, Marriott International is going to be highlighting three priorities um, around the festival. So the first is our loyalty program, Marriott Bonvoy, which is a combination of our previous Marriott Rewards program, as well as SPG Rewards and Ritz-Carlton Rewards. It's now all one. So we're excited to kind of continue the announcement of that and getting people really um, to understand what it's all about and all the great experiences we provide. That's really kind of the main focus, but then also really highlighting our new Marriott Bonvoy credit cards with American Express, um, which is great for me to kind of thinking about tying all my world together. And then also the upcoming opening of the new W Hotel in Aspen, which we are super excited about just in a few months. We're excited for the opening coming up just at the end of the summer. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, and I ran into you earlier at the Grand Tasting Tent where you guys are set up and how, how is, what are you doing at the, at the tent? Yeah, so um, at the tent we actually have a couple different activations, but right when you walk in, it's hard, hard to miss. Yeah, I know you have, have a great location. It's <laughs> really great. We have a 14-foot tree inside of a two-story treehouse that we have built, our Marriott Bonvoy Treehouse, which really the spirit and the inspiration was community and making people feel that they're part of um, a club in a way, right? So whether you're a member of our loyalty program or a card member or even just a guest sort of attending the festival, want to make sure that you kind of come into our world in a way and experience travel and all the wonderful things we have to offer. You could write a postcard and we'll send it home to your friends and family. You could get a beautiful necktie and see some beautiful images of our upcoming opening of the W Hotel, have a spritz cocktail and try some amazing food that's inspired by some of our properties around the globe. I love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And then we also have an activation um, with our Marriott Bonvoy American Express credit cards. Um, where they also have a beautiful cork bar that has a very kind of artistic feel in the back, um, also offering some great food and beverage as well. So we're excited to be here. Well, it's wonderful. And what are you, do you have any plans uh, beyond, I know tonight we have the top of the mountain party that we'll be going to, but do you have any dining plans or any place in Aspen that's on your list to try to get to while you're in town? Yeah, that's a great question. I think dining during the Culinary Festival is sort of a fluid thing, right? Because yeah. most of the events have food, so I feel like it's sort of a grazing situation. So I actually had a fantastic dinner at Wild Fig last night, oh, nice. which was amazing. I loved that space. It's half indoors, half outdoors, really fun vibe, and it just feels like you're almost at a dinner party with everybody around you because the tables are kind of tight. So I definitely recommend that restaurant. I always try to get to have one margarita at Jimmy's whenever I'm in town. I have to hit Jimmy's. <laughs> Love Jimmy's. Such like, a fun place. Yeah. But then I feel like I do a lot of post-margarita shopping, um, art <laughs> shopping sometimes, which is not necessarily fair. The shopping here <laughs> Very is forgiving. Great. Minus shopping the price tag, probably. <laughs> Completely. But I feel like it's memorable shopping, right? Mm -hmm. Just the, the offerings here are just very unique. Um, so it's a really you know, special town that way as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's so many great restaurants in town, but I love White House Tavern. I think it's a wonderful addition to the town from Hillstone. Have to be oh. kind of representing my old employer. I didn't know. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. This is fun. See you, see you in the mountain. See you in the mountain. <laughs> Palmer. Hello. Hello. Indigo <laughs> Roadhouse Hospitality. Yep. 
So how did you get started in the hospitality industry? Uh, you know, I started washing dishes when I was 13 years old. I don't think it was totally legal, to be honest. Really? Um, I was. I got paid $3 an hour cash under the table. I worked in a Chinese restaurant, and it was interesting. I was the only English-speaking person there. Um, every night, no one would really speak to me. I'd come in, I'd wash dishes. They would feed me Chinese food every night, and that was my first, like, moment around, like, food being something that was a sense of discovery like it was my first like sort of wow uh and then i was a line cook at uh the first uh fuddruckers that ever opened in atlanta you know i mean this was like 1984 i haven't heard that restaurant in so long i grew up in miami and we had one right down yeah oh it was so like oh what do you mean you can and and so and then I opened. I was a I was a line cook at a restaurant called Houston's in Atlanta. Right. Um, but then I pretty quickly figured, you know, I'm people are what fill my tank, and the people interaction and human connection. So I, I pretty quickly figured out that I needed to be in the dining room. Um, and then you know, and and I remember I had this is a true story. It's an embarrassing story. I'd seen the movie Cocktail, okay. and I thought all right, I want to be a bartender. And um, so I lied and got a, my, got a bartending job yeah. at a beach bar at Kiowa Island in South Carolina and said, oh, yeah, I have tons of experience. My first day, I got my absolutely got my butt kicked. And the manager came up to me at the end of the shift, and she said, you've never done this before, have you? And I'm like, no. And she said, that's all right. I'm going to let you stay. So... Um, you know, I've, got, I've been doing it for 35 years. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't imagine doing anything else. So when did you decide to start your own company? Um, you know, I, I got laid off uh, in 08 when the world ended. Right. Um, okay. And I, 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 tell, I say it all the time, I couldn't find a job, so I started a company. Um, I got brought into an existing restaurant that was not doing well. Uh, I needed a gig. So it was really kind of a consulting gig while I was interviewing for a job um, and it's a restaurant in Charleston we turned it around and I, I'm you know the guys that had invested the money in it they're New York Wall Street guys they have homes and second homes in Charleston and I just right place right time lightning in a bottle and so I said hey why don't we grow a company and and I really was I was at a moment, I was about to turn 40, so I'm a little bit of a late bloomer in the entrepreneur game. Um, I really wanted to do something that made an impact. Like, I had a good resume, you know, I uh-huh. had this career, I knew, I, even, in, even in 08, 09, I knew, like, I'll get hired, I'll, I'll, I'll find work. But I was really centered on, how do I pass on the gift of hospitality that's been given to me? And I didn't know all of the ways that giving back would would manifest, but um, I was very centered on that. I wrote that in my little manifest journal, and literally the next day we started a company. So. Um, and so this is like 2008, 2009. Right. Yeah. So now 
12 years later, mm. how many restaurants do you have? We have 21 restaurants right now. <laughs> we'll have 24 well, by the end of the year. That's it? Uh, I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Underachiever, right? Ladies uh, and late, late bloomers. I know, I, know. I, had to, I had to make up for it. You, you, know. you did that quite well. I had to make up for it. And, and what's, you know, I mean, having a lot of restaurants is great. I'm blessed that having successful business creates the platform to better take care of our employees. We're involved in over a hundred charities a year. Uh, I've been able to start my nonprofit. So big restaurant groups sometimes are kind of a, ooh, that's a big group. There's a lot, we've been able to really impact a lot of lives through having a larger restaurant group. And um, I'm just super grateful. So we're at Aspen Food and Wine Classic. How many years have you been coming to this? This is my first. This is your first. This well, is welcome. my first. I know it is. Um, you know, we obviously have the the Wine and Food Festival in Charleston. And, right, which and, is uh, a terrific. Festival. Yeah, it's really well yeah. done. And, and full disclosure, I'm on the board there. Um, I'm not. Because uh, <laughs> because I'm a big supporter. Um, yeah. This has been incredible, and I'll tell you, the the. The, the, the seminars and the conversations for the trade with the trade um, have been really powerful and yeah. I love it. I, I haven't done a lot of customer facing events yet, so we're going to do that tomorrow. Um, I, I hear you. I, I've, I've come to this festival now seven times. Oh, I wow. took I went many years in a row. I took a break. I haven't been back in a few, um, but I, I've always appreciated it as being the the model or the right. the creme de la creme of events that things get modeled after. And I've always found the restaurant trade program to be my favorite part because I feel I get the most out of it. Um, no question. With 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 education and networking and just just being a part of the community. So yeah. I, I I relate. Do you want to talk a little bit about Ben's friends? Yes, I'd love to. So, um, you know, my at the Indigo Road, we talk a lot about higher purpose and, and what are you doing beyond just earning a check, you know, or serving a guest, serving this. Um, we sadly, Ben Murray was was a friend um, and and a chef, and he we had opened a restaurant together twenty something years ago, and we had lost touch over the years, but then. He came back to work with us, and we were opening a, a restaurant out of town, so we put him up in a hotel. What I didn't know is that he had been in and out of detox six times, that he was trying to get sober but wasn't able to grasp it. I, I had no idea. And so we opened this restaurant for like six weeks, working 18 hours a day. I never saw him take a drink. I, I never saw anything. He was surrounded by other sober people in our company, other chefs. Um, one night he relapsed and he shot himself and took his life in the hotel room. And I was so struck with the irony or whether it's the long-held culture in our industry. Like, he was, there were people that could have helped him right there. What was it about either him that he felt like he couldn't ask for help but more importantly, what was it about the restaurant culture that we've long, listen, we've all known, work hard, play hard. For a long time in the media, the bad boy chef has been exalted. That's changing now, and I'm grateful. Um, so I just, 
I really was like, we have to change. We have we have to change the cultural conversation. And uh, so we started Ben's Friends, and it's a weekly support group uh, that meets with the hopes of helping support people that already are sober, work in the restaurant business, but but most importantly, help people get sober that are in the restaurant business. And uh, we're now in six cities. I think we've got another six lined up, so we're two years old. And it has just been this incredible thing. And, and you know, in Charleston, we have people that are sober two years now that came. And, and I will tell you, Sherry, that I'm deeply, deeply proud of what the Indigo Road has done. There's nothing I'm ever going to do that's going to be as important as helping people get sober. You know, and, and, and when you have that kind of tragedy, you know, obviously it started as like, I want to honor Ben's life. Um, but now to see the nationwide acceptance and embrace, even from people that are not sober, they don't identify as having a problem. Right. Just everybody in general has been like, this is amazing. How can we help? Um, it truly has, it's like, it's, it's, I, it has taken on, it is my higher purpose, is, is to leave the restaurant industry better than I found it. Because I'm a sober person. Um, I was a result of a restaurant owner doing an intervention when I was about to die. Uh, I would not be here had that person not taken the time and, and cared. And I, I say this often, but you know, we spend every night taking care of other people. We're just now starting to learn how to take care of ourselves. And, 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 and it's an important moment in our industry. And I'm just super grateful to be a part of the conversation. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. Congratulations to you thank on you. all your success. I'm so honored to meet you and get to interview you. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hello, Sharon. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah. In in the mountains. Yes. Beautiful Aspen. Food and wine classic. Yes. Is this your first time at it the classic? It is my first time. It is my first time. And it's always been a dream to come here. So it's pretty surreal to be here. And um, very, very happy to be here with my peers, you know, the other restaurants and chefs and sommeliers that were honored in food and wine, uh, this, this magazine. Yes. No, congratulations. One of the top chefs the top 10 best new chefs of food and wine magazine mm -hmm. it's quite an honor yeah. i mean that list i think they said i think it started in 1988 mm -hmm. you look back to the first year and it was danielle Ballou and rick bayless mm -hmm. and thomas keller yeah. and these these chefs who've obviously excelled in their career mm -hmm. so um what how did how has the experience been for you and what was your reaction when you found out about being on the list the experience has been great for me um you know I, i've i've always had food and wine magazine in my in my household in my yeah. pantry my mother's a chef so it was a magazine that she always looked to um for inspiration um and when i got that call i don't know it was it was a life-changing phone call you know um i was crying hysterically <laughs> yeah on the phone like sniffling boohoo crying um and I called my mom immediately and let her know, and um, and it was it's it's a huge honor, you know. And I think yeah. it's still sinking in for me. Um, 
but it's it's something that we have to like live up to as well so there's like a lot of pressure involved and and honor the the institution you know all these other chefs that they've put out these great chefs that they've put out um we have to continue to uh, carry that torch yeah, absolutely. So what has been your role here this weekend? You uh, So the- here I was at the Food and Wine Best New Chefs uh, tent. Right. So um, I cooked like 1,200 portions of uni escovich. It was delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that chip, too. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a tough ride getting here, but uh, we did it. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Yeah, so you've had, I mean, this in itself makes i would say for a great year but mm-hmm. there's a lot that's also happened this year yeah saw you at the james beard awards rising star chef of mm-hmm. the year it's incredible mm-hmm. congratulations Thank i you. mean you're pro- that's probably sinking in still too yeah it's all sinking in you know i don't think none of them i don't think any of them uh i, I was talking to um one of my colleagues and she was like how do you celebrate yourself and how do you like realize everything that's going on? And I'm like, you have these small victories, you know, when you're, when you see your family that you haven't seen in so long, cause you're still working in the restaurant and they're like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Do you remember five years ago you were talking about doing this? And that's, those are the moments when it really sinks in. Cause other than that, we're still working, you know, it's, still working. it's not yeah. like, <laughs> it's not yeah. like we're not in the restaurants, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's a it's it's been a monumental year. I'm I'm really really fortunate and I'm very happy um, and excited to see what what else is to come. Yeah, and you also have a book out. Yeah, how's book, that going? Book is going really really well. Um, you know, we went for our third printing. Um, it's notes from a chef. Notes from a young black chef. Yeah. So um, I have my copy. I am trying to make more time to read <laughs> Just books. Just read on the plane. Read on the plane. Seriously, it's, 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 it's uh, putting it on record. I need to make more time to read books because I, I, I okay. really want to dive into it. I've it's heard wonderful right. things. I, I did an event with Dave Chappelle and um, <laughs> he got the book and he was like, I've heard so many great things about this book. It's a monumental book. Yeah. It's really important for this industry. I'm going to get back to you in about one to seven years after <laughs> I read it to let you know what I think about it. <laughs> And how's the restaurant? I mean, I've dined at Keith and Ken. It's a giant, giant restaurant. I had a wonderful <laughs> experience, but that's a lot to, to manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. I manage it, you know. It's, and it, you yeah. Know, if you get something, you got you to gotta be able to to execute, you know, and then that's, that's what Keith and Ken is, and it's great. It's amazing. We're able to feed a lot of people every single day, about 800 covers, so it's, uh, it's great. And... You have another concept, too. Philly Wing Fry. Right. Yeah, it's like a Philly cheesesteak, fast casual restaurant. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you manage your time? I have a great team. That's the yeah. easiest way to put it. I have a great team that really supports me and that um, goes to bat for me, and they represent me like I was there. And I think that's most successful people. It's their team that really carries them, you know, that believes in them, that um, continues to push the boundaries while they're away well congratulations on all of it thank you i'm glad that i've gotten to know you a bit in working going to your restaurants and also coming to these food and wine events Mm -hmm. it's uh it's great to see you and see your success so thank you thank you i appreciate it i'll see you back in dc and maybe i'll see you in new york all right yeah okay great thank you thank you 
Hi, Kelsey. Hi. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet and you. congratulations. Thank you. Top Chef. Thank you, thank you. Season 16. 16 yep. Winner and fan favorite. Yes. That's that's amazing. Thank you. So before we talk a bit about Top Chef, let's talk a bit about your background because I know you went to the CIA, mm-hmm. but what led you to, to want to pursue a career in cooking? I started, I actually got a job when I was 15 for a caterer, um, and I'd always enjoyed it as a hobby, but you know how a lot of the times, like your hobbies, you try it as a job for like two days, you're like, this is not for me, I'm going to keep it as a hobby. Right. And it was the opposite in my case, like I became very obsessed with cooking after I started my job, so just kind of naturally, just, I took the steps after that point. And what was your experience at the CIA? Oh, it was wonderful. Um, I was really scared to go there because I looked at some other schools and they seemed, it was an easier program. Not easier, it just was a shorter program. Um, so that was a lot less daunting to move somewhere else and do a shorter program. But CIA's was long and it was in New York, but I got so much out of it. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, I'm always impressed with that school and people who've come from it. No, it's a great school. So did you then go to New York City and and working kitchens there was that the yes I stayed so okay. I, I did CIA and then I just stayed there for two more years after I graduated and then um, kind of just had enough of New York pretty quickly <laughs> I yeah. love visiting I just got real sick of living there um, yeah as someone who lives in New York I, I yeah. get it but I've been there now over 20 years so yeah I'm one no of those I love New who, York yeah it was it's different I actually said I'd love to go back to New not now but I said I would love to go back to New York and have a different job um because it just become when you're a chef in those fine dining Michelin restaurants, it's your life. So yeah. I just didn't have, I didn't have the balance I wanted with a normal life and a work life. All my friends right. were in my restaurant. You know, it's just kind of you're you're living your job. So did you then move back to Alabama and then you opened catering and restaurant? So I uh, moved back to Alabama. Originally, my thoughts was like that it was just going to be a breather, just a break from like the grind of yeah. the kitchen. Um, not necessarily, I did not think I was going to do it for very long. I was like, I'm just going to go home, take a like sabbatical from kitchen, not kitchens from like Michelin restaurants in New York. Um, I was like, I'll just do a catering business, which catering, you know, it's very little overhead. You just hire people as you need them. The money to start it up is hardly nothing. So I was like, I'll just give it a whirl for a little bit. If I hate it, I'll move. If I like it, I'll stay. And I stayed. Never stopped, so. When was that? What year? Uh, it was 2000, what year is it now? 2012. We're in 2013. So, oh, really? I haven't been to Dothan. Um, it's a small town, right? Very small town. It's in the very lower corner of Alabama. Um, the beauty of it is that we're from an hour from the Florida line, so we go to the beach a lot, so it's really great. I'm due for a visit. Mm, Definitely due to come and down home, south. So, you know. Yeah. Can't beat that. So what inspired you then to apply for Top Chef? I actually, my general manager applied for me. Okay. She was a huge Makes fan. Makes it easy. Yeah, she was a huge <laughs> Top Chef fan, and there was an open casting call. This was three years ago now. And um, she was like, oh, you should, you would be great. You should do it. And I was like, if you, if you do it, sure, whatever. See how this, I was like, if you want to waste your time, knock yourself out. And obviously, that's how it all happened. Yeah, so I mean I, I watched. I was I was I became a fan from yeah. the beginning. Like you're you're not just watching you know, seeing you cook and yeah. it, all looking delicious, but your personality was very oh, warm thanks. and and 
um, I can see why you won fan favorite. Uh, what What was your overall experience like? It was a great, I mean, it's hard. I, I like to preface yeah. by saying, when I say great, I mean, it well, turned out great for me. Well, it looks hard. It was grueling. I mean, it looks it's, really it's hard. A, a Top Chef is way harder than people think it is and see. It was extremely hard. Um, but the aftermath is really worth it. Um, you get so much from it, and now I've got these lifelong friends. I mean, my season was, uh, to me, very special um, because we really all like each other, and we all really yeah. respect each other. So I think that's, like, the really great part is that you get these yeah. friends afterwards. I mean, you're really competing against yourself. You just happen to be in a room with other chefs. That's really how it feels. Right. Um, and I think my season particularly kind of gave this glimpse of light into what kitchens are turning into now, which is, like, there's no more of the yelling, screaming, throwing things. It's teamwork and it's camaraderie and respect. And I think that our season very much displayed all that. Is this your first food and wine classic? It is, yeah. And uh, well, we're on. We're here on Sunday, so you've been here for a couple mm-hmm. of days. How's, I got here how's, Wednesday. How's your experience been? Oh, it's wonderful. It's it's really lots of pinch me moments. You're just kind of like hanging out with people that you just dreamed of meeting one day, and then they're just hanging out with you, drinking champagne. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very. It's crazy. And then last night I actually did a dinner with Sam Pellegrino and Outstanding in the Field. Um, oh, and it was for 30 wow. people. I didn't know who it was for. And it ended up being some chefs I really respect, some editors of Food and Wine. So it just was, it's been a crazy, life changing experience for sure. It must have been really special. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to. I have to go online and look for photos because I'm oh, sure I just it was, posted some. Sure it, it was, was beautiful. Crazy. It was so fun. It was amazing. Yeah, and I was just at your demo. Oh yeah, uh, which was you're you're awesome. Oh. And uh, well, I try. My biggest goal with all of it is to just be very authentic and relatable. Yeah. Um, I want people to understand that I'm just a normal person and kind of yeah. I like to cook things that are achievable for people at home so that they can say, oh, I could do that too. So that's sort of my biggest thing that I want to take is meet people and develop relationships and become people's friends. <laughs> yeah, so you made one of your signatures? Your, your, yeah, that your biscuit, biscuit is, that chicken biscuit's been on our menu. We opened for brunch like five years ago, four years ago, and it's been on there since day one. Um, the pickles change because we have different things we pickle. Right. Sometimes it's okra, sometimes there are no pickles, but there's always pimento cheese, bacon, and fried chicken. So. I'm telling you, I gotta get it's a down south. Great combination. <laughs> you can't really go wrong. I'm gonna let you go, but before okay. I do, could we do my speed round game? Yeah. What it is is I name a couple things. You okay. gotta pick your preference, such as That's chocolate fun. or vanilla. I love that. Okay. Okay. Eat in or eat out? In. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Champagne. <laughs> ah, I love it. Tasting menu or a la carte? Tasting menu. Small plates or large plates? Small plates, always. Communal table or chef's counter? Communal table. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? All-inclusive charge. Okay. Oh, noise sometimes stems people. Okay, how about Tom, Padma, or Gail? Or, or Nilu? And who else was a judge? <laughs> well, see, I didn't have Gail, so we had Neela kind of like took Gail's right, position. Right, right. Okay, um, so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, all of them. That's of really them. truthfully my answer. I like them all for different reasons, and I respect them all so, so much. I, I could never yeah. really, I truthfully couldn't pick. That I was, really like them all. That was like my not fair one. 
That's the only question. I get asked that a lot. They're like, who was your favorite judge? And I'm like, I'm telling y'all, I'm not even lying. It's not like I don't yeah. want to. I really like them all for very different reasons. So there's not like a favorite. Not, yeah. 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 So, As I said, not my favorite. They're great. That's a, they're not my favorite one. I'll do three more. How about cooking on TV on a camera or on a live stage in front of an audience? Um, I think I like live better, truthfully, because it's real. You see, you know, there's editing involved with right, other right. things. I really like um, the rawness of live TV, and I like the fact that you really get to connect with people right there. So I, I really like that. Great. Okay, last two. Cheese plate or dessert? Cheese plate. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Manhattan. Okay. Yep. There you go. That's pretty fast, actually. I was like, you this is going to be hard. No, some people, you were fast. I, yeah. I do love Brooklyn, but Manhattan's like, I lived in Manhattan, you know? Right. So, well, cool. my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. This is so fun. Thanks so much. Come visit me in New York. I will. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I hope you enjoyed my interviews from the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. Thanks to everyone who joined me. I'm Sherry Bayer. It's time for my solo dining experience. So this week it's at the White House Tavern. Here's the rundown. The location, 302 East Hopkins Avenue, Aspen, Colorado. The concept, premium sandwiches and signature cocktails. So why did I go? Well, because my chef friend, Didier Lena, who was on episode 53, he recommended it to me, and he, he used to live in Aspen or visit Aspen quite often because of the chef's club there. Um, and also Tabitha from my earlier interview also recommended it. So my experience, I went, I managed to get there between events. Um, it was near my hotel. So on the way back to my hotel is between events. I stopped in there to get a little fuel and take a break. I was going to sit outside, but uh, there was a wait for the outside table. So I ended up at the bar inside and uh, I chatted with some of the staff and it was a a great place to unwind. So uh, what did I get? I had the Gulf Coast style fish sandwich. This was a crispy fish sandwich with red onion and Thousand Island slaw. My take it was delicious. Really, really yummy. Um, and huge. I ate about a third of it and took the rest to go. So the ambiance. It's an intimate and warm tavern that resides in the historic A.G. Shepherd House, built in 1883. It's one of the oldest structures in Aspen. Perfect for a casual drink or bite with friends or going solo. Interesting tidbit, White House Tavern is part of Hillstone Restaurant Group, and Hillstone is another classic American casual restaurant, and it's also an industry favorite. comes up a lot, sometimes in conversations uh, amongst people I know. Okay, so personal fun fact, um, I cut this sandwich in half to eat, and I'd say it was still a two-hander, and it was quite messy, and this photo that I took of it did very well on social media. Okay, the cost was $21. That's not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, I would. I also heard people say their chicken salad was really great. Uh, Website is aspenwhitehouse.com. Okay, so that's the show. 
uh, before I close out, I have a few things to share. So first, if you're a regular listener and you're wondering what happened to Gramercy Tavern show that we were going to have last week, we had to reschedule. So the new date is Wednesday, October 9th. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be executive chef Michael Anthony and pastry chef Mario Uskokovic, and they're celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. So stay tuned for that. Um, Also, so I had this big party the other night at the William Vale rooftop celebrating my five years on the air. And it was, it was, it was quite special. Um, I'm very appreciative of everyone who came out to celebrate uh, with me. And if you go to at all industry and Instagram, you can see some photos Um, at this event. And now I am announcing that I'm taking my show and concept to another level and I'm introducing host Summit Plus Social. And this is an all-day inspirational, educational, and interactive conference in New York City for and about the hospitality industry. Now, HOST stands for Hospitality, Operations, Services, and Technology. And of course, I'm also your host. So we're just getting started with planning uh, this uh, all-day event is gonna happen in January, 2020. And there's lots of opportunities for participation and sponsorship. So please go to allintheindustry.com backslash host and you can find more information and you can sign up so you could you can stay in touch with what we're doing. Promise we will not inundate you with emails, just a way um, to get some information and let us know you're interested. We're really, really excited about this. So um, that is happening. Also need to... Big thanks again to James Beer Foundation Awards and the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. Uh, it was it was again it was it was really wonderful to be there, and I'm glad I was able to put together this show um, and talk to so many amazing people. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this on the road episode. Uh, check out my highlight reel tomorrow. That's going to be on Facebook. Follow me on social media at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR and at All, All Industry. And my other websites are BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. And as a reminder, all of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Big thanks to my engineer, Amanda Wang, who helped me put this show together. Thank you, Amanda. Couldn't have done it without you. I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next week with another live show. I hope you'll tune in then. And thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.